Hi, we're Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not into you. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Cincinnati Bengals stuck to their word and they did not make any transactions at the 2019 NFL trade deadline, either trading players away or bringing new ones in. The Cincinnati Bengals stayed put and are still in quote unquote evaluation mode with their roster. Hey everyone, how's it going? It's Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Appreciate you joining me. For some of you on the East Coast, I might be interrupting your dinner. Hopefully, I am not. Uh, But it's an important day. We are going to have a full Orange and Black Insider podcast episode tomorrow night, Wednesday night, like usual. But with the big news coming today and a, a pretty big day on the NFL calendar, we thought we'd come at you live, talk a little bit about what transpired today Really kind of a boring day around the league. A lot of people thought that, uh, you know, some teams would be moving uh, some players. A lot of people outside of the Cincinnati Bengals bubble uh, in the national media were wondering why the Bengals and the Redskins weren't moving on from some of these guys. We'll talk about that. But, uh, you know, not a very busy day in terms of the trade deadline. There was some talk that the Jets may move Jamal Adams to Dallas. That didn't happen. There was some talk that the Bengals may move guys like Cordy Glenn, uh, you know, potentially Tyler Eifert and, and the Patriots were discussed. There were there were some possibilities out there, but there uh, the Bengals stayed put. And look, a lot of people, some people are very frustrated. Some people are very happy because they are big fans of AJ Green. They are big fans of Tyler Eifert, and they didn't want to see them go especially if they are part of the rebuilding project that's ahead. But um, there, there is logic to both sides there. But really, the Bengals, to be quite honest, in terms of the trade deadline itself, didn't really get any better. They didn't get any worse. So they kind of stayed put and their own eight. So, I, you know, I, I guess in a way, staying put a lot of times is – becoming worse. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the relationship continues to develop with Cordy Glenn. He's still under contract with the team, I believe through next year. So he's got a couple of years left on his deal there. They apparently appear to be at odds in terms of how they have dealt with his concussion. He didn't make the trip to London. He was suspended for a game, fine 200 grand, not a good point in the relationship between these, between those two, We'll see what happens after the bye week and if he if he re-enters the starting lineup. Very interesting to see there. It also appears that A.J. Green will probably – I don't want to put my foot in my mouth again, but it appears that A.J. Green is going to be uh, in the starting lineup after the bye week and he will play the final eight games of the season, we hope. And uh, Cincinnati hung on to Tyler Eifert. The thing is with Eifert, um, they don't have him signed beyond this year. Maybe he's a guy they feel that if he continues to contribute, shows that he can stay healthy this year, maybe he's a guy that they re-sign on another rental deal next year. Tyler Eifert seems to like being in Cincinnati. He has said that when signing contracts. So 
maybe that's part of the plan and they will prop up the quarterback in 2020 next year with that. But the Jets didn't move anybody. They said supposedly they had Le'Veon Bell and Jamal Adams, two of their higher priced and, and better players on their roster on the trade docket. They didn't get moved. The Chicago Bears may, some people thought they may want to look at quarterback. They didn't make a move. Maybe the Saints were maybe a team looking at A.J. Green. They didn't make a move. Um, so really nothing big today that occurred in terms of the trade deadline. Um, so that's that's where we're at, and the Cincinnati Bengals are staying put. Now what they want to do, apparently, and the reason behind them staying put is because they want to evaluate this team. They want to evaluate the players they have on the roster. They want to see how – really, I think part of the evaluation process is this team's out of the playoff hunt. How are some of these guys, especially these big contract guys, how are they going to continue to play? How are they going to act? Are they going to be leaders on this team? I'm talking about the Drake Kirkpatricks, the Geno Atkinses, the Carlos Dunlaps. Are they con- going to continue to be – leaders on this team, or are they going to make quote unquote business decisions and kind of take the foot off the gas a little bit? That doesn't seem to be in the DNA of those players. They are very vocal and uh, very, you know, for the most part, very high quality players. But, you know, when you're 0 and 8, this is, this is one of, if not the worst season those players have experienced with the Cincinnati Bengals. So it's hard for them to, you know, maybe get up for certain games. We will see how this how this plays out. And I think that's part of the evaluation process that you've heard Zach Taylor talk about. You heard Mike Brown talk about. Um, they, they want to see how this team continues to develop. And they want to see if this roster is how it's currently constructed, if they can, can respond under Zach Taylor's leadership, show improvement as the year goes on, especially with, potentially Cordy Glenn coming back, AJ Green coming back. Maybe you get another guy off of IR return, whether that's John Ross, whether that's Jonah Williams, whoever the, you know, whoever that may be, they'll probably get one of those guys back. And then you make the decision from there. Okay. This looks like a team that is headed in the right direction. Once they're healthy, we need to add a few more pieces or time to blow things up. Uh, As I've said, if you're going to hang on to AJ Green, especially, and you're going to hang on to Cordy Glenn, you better have long-term plans for those guys, uh, because, and especially for Green, because Green becomes a free agent next year. But you know, if you're going to hang on to these guys and not get potential trade value back for them to go further into the rebuilding process, you have to make sure that these guys are part of the plan and you're going to hang on to them long-term and you feel confident in the fact that they are going to be healthy going forward and contributors going forward. And for a guy like Glenn, that his head's in the right space. Uh, Bill Edwards, why didn't they evaluate over the last eight games? Believe it or not, I think that was part of it. And I think that they, that's a good question, by the way. Uh, I, I think that they feel like they haven't had a proper chance to evaluate things with all of these injuries. Now, I'm not the guy waving the, you know, the Bengals flag and saying that's a great that's a great idea. That's a great plan. I see pros and cons to dealing away a lot of these guys or I see the pros and cons of keeping them and not getting any trade bait back for them. So and really, there are pros and cons to each, uh, especially I mean, you can branch this off in a lot of different directions. 
The Bengals have not drafted well lately. So if you get other picks, are you confident in the fact that they're going to get linebackers in the third round, which has been the the round of death in terms of linebackers? Are you confident that they're going to pick the right quarterback? All of these things come into play, but at some point you got to roll the dice and you got to take a risk on that front. Or you take a risk and you say, you know, we think that these guys are going to be healthy and they're going to be part of limiting the losses the rest of 2019 and 2020 and beyond as we maybe get a new quarterback, move into another phase in uh, in Zach Taylor's leadership. Um, You know, a lot of different opinions and there's really validity in all of those opinions. I'm Anthony Cazenza. We're talking trade deadline. We're talking Bengals and we're going to talk about quarterback in just a second. I am a contributor at cincyjungle.com, managing editor there, and a host on the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Thanks for joining us either through the Facebook account on cincyjungle.com or our Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast YouTube channel. We will be having we will be having our, our weekly show, our Orange and Black Insider, tomorrow evening. And then we hope to potentially have listener a listener question show once again on Friday. We'll see. It is a bye week, but uh, it's been uh, uh, there's a lot of news surrounding the club, even though they didn't make a trade. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously, hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. That's right, $25 a month, every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just visible. Switch today at visible.com. Rate with service on the visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see visible.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And here we go. The big news is that the Bengals made the decision to bench Andy Dalton. There are a lot of bittersweet emotions, I think, for a lot of people with this move. I think a lot of people from a business standpoint understand the move. And really, a lot of people thought this may come, if not even ship Andy Dalton out and bring in a guy this from this last class with a new head coach, a new regime, and go that route. I want to go back to a second. Bill Edwards asked the question, you know, what have they been doing in terms of the evaluation process the, the previous eight games? I really think part of the evaluation process was seeing how Andy Dalton would perform in Zach Taylor's system and how Andy Dalton would perform behind a, a patchwork offensive line. That's being kind. And, and in these 
adverse conditions on the team in terms of injuries and and a team in, in transition. I think that was part of the evaluation process. The Bengals needed to know they, they've got Andy Dalton under contract and they have, they're paying him a lot of money, but it's a team friendly deal in that they can get out of the contract next year with no cap hit. So they needed to know that if they, if they're going to recommit to Andy Dalton, they needed to know that he is the guy and he will have a resurgence in Zach Taylor's system. He has not. He's flashed at times. He has been let down by the people around him at times, but he has regressed as a quarterback. There is no doubt about it. If you look at the Rams game, there are at least two or three throws where you throw your hands up and you go, what are you doing? And clean pocket to Auden Tate, deep ball, Poorly, poorly thrown ball that goes out of bounds that could have been a touchdown if not a very big game. Another third and da- a third and ten play in the second half. Pressure is shown immediately before the snap. The Rams are blitzing a lot of players. Andy Dalton just rolls out to his right and basically throws the ball out of bounds. Doesn't even set his feet. Doesn't even look downfield to create a play. These are the types of regressions that we have seen from Andy Dalton this year. Now. It could be a variety of factors. It could be that offensive line, and I think that is a majority of the, of the problem. I think it's a lack of running game. I think it's a la- all the injuries at wide receiver and, and a lack of cohesion there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Andy Dalton maybe felt a little heat for the first time in his career in that the Bengals traded up and drafted a quarterback. Yeah, I was in the fourth round, but that appears – Ryan Finley appears to be a guy that Zach Taylor really likes – one of the only quarterbacks he met with in the pre-draft visits. They brought him in. He's really the only drafted quarterback they brought in. Jake Dolagala, they met with him as well. They, they got to know him. But obviously his fears, if they were if those were ex- existent, his fears came to fruition because Finley is now supplanting him as a starter after the bye week. When we've talked about the potential uh, – we over the past few weeks we got question after question. When are they going to bench Dalton? When are they going to bench Dalton? We always said the best time to do it is going into the bye week, so that Finley has a lot of time to grasp the playbook. He has a lot of time to uh, get take the starter snaps and go forward there. I think it's also wise that the Bengals are giving him a full what looks to be a full half of a, of a season. Not four games, not three games where you get a small sample size of what he can do. You get a pretty good sample size of what a guy is capable of in eight weeks, eight games, especially with A.J. Green returning potentially, Cordy Glenn potentially returning again, maybe John Ross, Jonah Williams, someone off of IR return coming back as well. So I think from that standpoint, that's where this move makes sense is the timing of it. You gave Andy Dalton a half a year to, to see what he could do. It's not working. They haven't won a game. It, it, it's as simple as that. He's been real up and down, mostly down. And now you give your rookie a chance that you were so high on to see if he can better execute the system, if he could better navigate the protection issues and maybe play at a higher level when these guys return. So that's where the logic kind of comes in with this move. Now, if I'm seeing, um, you know, can't get much worse, can't get much worse, um, you know, what's he going to look like? I'm seeing all these questions. I don't have very high expectations for Ryan Finley. Now, Ryan Finley was one of the best best-looking quarterbacks in the preseason. He looked very sharp. 
He was throwing guys open. The anticipation was there. But he was going against guys that are either current backups on teams or didn't make an NFL roster or on practice squads. So now the heat has turned up. He's going to have teams on, on – he's got two games against the Browns. He's got a game against the Ravens. He's got a game against the Steelers, a game against the Patriots. He's going to face some pretty good teams and some pretty stout defenses. So I don't know that I'm immediately expecting a miracle here. I think he avoided the rush well in the preseason from when it was there and the offensive line he had to work with in the preseason was not very good. So I think he avoided the rush well and still remained productive. So that's promising. I think he is a guy that Taylor trusts to run his system. I think that's promising. And like I've said about three or four times now, some of these guys on offense are returning that are key pieces going forward. So maybe he gives them a little juice going forward. Uh, I see Kevin St. Clair, Cordy Glenn. I've talked about Cordy Glenn a bunch, Kevin. So hit the rewind button, buddy, (laughs) and check it out. Um, now, what, what we don't know, and I think we're going to talk more about this on our podcast tomorrow, what we don't know is what this what a potential successful run by Ryan Finley means for the Bengals in the draft next year. Does If he goes, say for the sake of argument, he goes 5-3 and three the rest of the way. The Bengals finish 5-11 and 11 or 6-10, and 10 and he has a winning record. He plays pretty well, looks pretty good. Do they forego going quarterback top five with one of those picks? top 10, wherever they they may fall with that record. Do they just go best player available and, or really stock up on the offensive line and kind of conduct the Dalton, the Dalton plan, surround him with talent, give him a good offensive line and work from there. I don't know. I don't know. This was a decision that was apparently made by Zach Taylor in terms of benching Dalton. He took responsibility for the decision. He addressed various portions of the team throughout the day to talk about the, you know, let them know what's going on. This was, this was Taylor's guy in the 2019 draft. This was his guy. This is who he wanted. So I don't know what, I I don't know what this means going forward. If Finley appears to be successful, I, to be quite honest, I mean, guys have surprised us before in terms of what they looked like in the draft and how they translated in the NFL, both in the positive and the negative. To me, Finley is very, very similar. He's a taller guy. He's a very, very similar thrower to Andy Dalton. Maybe not even as mobile. Um, So I I don't know specifically how much higher that ceiling is going to be with Finley over Dalton. We'll have to see. But the the change kind of needed to be made, especially in a lost year. You got to see what you have in some of these guys. Finley, especially if he's going to be a guy you can rely on in the future. Usually fourth round quarterbacks don't traditionally, I mean, there's a few that have come out and started games and played pretty well. You know, Russell Wilson kind of comes to mind there as a mid round guy. It's not overly common. Most of the time they, they're looked at as backups and they are career backups. That's kind of, or journeymen. And that's kind of their, their ceilings. But you know, sometimes these guys find a system that suits their strengths, and that's that's what they're going to do. Uh, so in case you are just joining us, the Cincinnati Bengals did not make any moves at the trade deadline, either trading away players or trading for players. And 
they benched Andy Dalton in favor for Ryan Finley, who is going to start for them at least for the foreseeable future and what looks to be the rest of the 2019 season, which is half of half of a schedule. So we'll have to see how that plays out. It seems like it uh, it could be something that sparks the team. It could be something that's more of the same. And, uh, you know, either way, it seems that the Bengals, for those who have been calling for Taylor's head, it seems as if, at least he'll be given 2020 because they've talked evaluation process, evaluation process. It seems as if he'll be given maybe even beyond that. But I think also maybe Taylor's feeling a little bit of pressure too. And he, he's got to win games. He's got to win a game. This is not the start that the Bengals wanted. He's one and 11 to start the season. If you count the preseason games, the, the stadium's empty. They're not selling seats. And they needed to do something to provide a spark. I don't know that Finley's going to provide that. He may, he may not. But uh, either way, unless Finley absolutely looks like the next star in the league, I still think the Bengals should have quarterback pretty high on their priority list going going into next year as we sit here midway through the 2019 season. I, I don't think that you can rule that out just because you made this change right now. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Again, join us on the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast tomorrow. A lot to talk about. I I could sit here and talk about this for an entire hour, but we'll do that tomorrow night. We'll also take listener questions later in the week, so join us there. We'll simultaneously cast those on the Cincy Jungle Facebook page and the Orange and Black Insider YouTube channel. You can also get, if you're unable to join us live, you can get the audio for this on uh, Stitcher, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Megaphone, all those all those channels, really wherever you get your podcasts, you can get it there. Uh, thanks, everybody, for all your questions and comments. Uh, sorry I didn't get to too many of them, but join us for listener questions coming up later in the week, and we'll get to those. Appreciate all of your feedback. If you don't join us tomorrow night, have a good and safe Halloween. Enjoy yourself, but hopefully you join us, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Enjoy the rest of your week. We're visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just visible. Switch today at visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see visible.com.